Welcome back to another episode of The Scores Table. I'm William Robbins. We got a great episode planned here, joined by Julian McKay. Yeah, you already know what the deal is. My clothing line, other side, we've got a new drop coming tomorrow. Very excited. A lot of things going in the NBA right now. Um, yeah, I'm, my man's got a new, a new place in Flatbush, the home of all my favorite Caribbean food and Caribbean women. Um, let's, let's, let's get, let's get straight to it. Let's more, get... more, more Leopard's Garden than Flat, than Flatbush, but yeah, okay. Adjacent, yeah, we... Flatbush adjacent. <laughs> we got, no, we, we got a lot to talk about this episode. We're going to be talking the all NBA teams that just came out. Uh, we're going to be giving our opinions on the Western Conference Finals, what comes next for Portland. Uh, as they lost in the final in the Western Conference Finals, then the Eastern Conference Finals, Milwaukee, and then we're going to give our finals preview. So, well, yeah, we got a lot going on this episode. Is there, let's get straight to it. So we're going to start off with the All-NBA teams, which just came out a few days ago. All-NBA, we're just going to go through, say whether we agree or not, or what's going on. Mm-hmm. First team, Giannis, Harden, Curry, Paul George, Jokic. I would have said the same. I would have said the exact same roster. Or same go. five. Okay, all NBA second team. Embiid, Durant, Lillard, Leonard, Kyrie. Okay, as much as as much as a shit show Kyrie has been in 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 recent memory bias, I guess I mean I mean he just does have good he, his stats are damn good. I'll give him that. You know, yeah. he does have he does have good stats and I I'd feel I just kind of feel like I would just it's just easier to talk myself into Kyrie than Westbrook or Kemba. Yeah, it's tough because I had to sit through the Kyrie shit show this year, uh-huh. and I at no point this season watched him and thought, man, he is one of the 10 best players in the league. Uh-huh. As someone who watched him day in and day out, I would have put him on third team, and I would have yep. put Westbrook second team. That being said, I don't have a problem with him making third team because st- statistically he had a great year. Uh-huh. It just it's and it's the same reason how I how I put how I would have put LeBron on third team even though LeBron should be on first team because he's LeBron. Yeah. You can't you can't reward you can't reward someone. And it's the same thing with like Jimmy Butler or like why I wouldn't put him on second on third team or something even though he had a he had a decent year. Uh-huh. I don't like to reward dysfunction. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Very happy to see him snubbed. I'm very happy. And that, this is just because of my Brooklyn bias, you know, because because Ben Simmons was never going to make it was never going to make an all NBA team. People had him projected. Really? I mean, no. He made the all-star team. He made the all-star team. Yeah, but that's 24 best players. Not 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 15. It's close. He was I think I think a lot of people had him as a lock, uh, not, not as a lock, but I think he was on a lot of people's third team and and, and whatnot this year. So, but anyway, so let's, let's let's move on to the third team then. Westbrook, uh-huh. Blake Griffin, LeBron, Rudy Gobert, Kemba Walker. I don't have a problem with with any of this. I would probably. I feel like my man Beal got snubbed a little, yep. but at the same time, it's it's hard to to make a. I feel like I'm stammering a little bit here, but <laughs> I, I feel like kind of with these with these teams, you kind of just do have to reward if it's a tie break because I would say Kemba's a lock just because of how damn good he was this year. You can't really get. Penal- you can't really penalize Kemba for he wasn't he wasn't great down the stretch. No, he wasn't great down the stretch, but he I mean, Jeremy Lamb was what like averaging That's the fair, second most yeah. points per game I on mean, his team. Like I can't blame him for that. 
I mean, I mean, Kemba this year, 26 points, six rebounds, uh, or sorry, five rebounds, six assists. He had a good year. I just, my reason for leaving him off is because I thought Ooh. that he, what's that? Ooh, you, I, I know that you were oh, leaving, oh. I thought you might be leaving Westbrook off, because that's, I was between, for me, it was between Westbrook and Beal. I would have, I would have left off, uh, I would have left off Kemba, and okay. And my reasoning is because he had a lot of games down the stretch where he shot below, like, 40%, below 35%. Um, and I just, I don't, I get it. He was great in the beginning of the season. But I would have, I would have put, I would have put number one. Well, honestly, I wouldn't have put Kyrie Irving on any NBA team. And I would have loved yeah. to have had, <laughs> but that's just me being a salty Boston fan. Um I would have removed Kemba and Kyrie and put Beal and Clay Thompson in those spots. Okay. I, that, I don't, being said, I don't... that being said, I really don't have an issue with how the All-NBA team broke down. The only one that I, I legitimately am kind of wavering on a little bit would be maybe Carl Anthony Towns over Rudy Gobert. But even that, I don't have an issue with. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you just said. But at the same time, I also don't have the issue with uh, the All-NBA team as it stands right now. I think the most interesting thing about this, though is um I kind of alluded this to I kind of alluded to this uh before we were about to record but um you said Kemba Walker is now making 80 million more dollars because of this Yeah yeah so Fucking so I I I, I hate that it. all NBA teams play into the supermax <laughs> but but yeah I mean as a result of making the all NBA team um that means that Kemba Walker is now eligible to make about eighty million more dollars, I believe. Yeah, they can. He can now be offered a five-year, two hundred and twenty-one million dollar deal by Charlotte. Whoa, which is a and, lot of money. Same. Let's be honest here. There's probably the only. I I would only say that maybe two or three of those the years and that deal is going to be productive. I mean, we've seen how point guards age. Kemp is not ex- exactly yeah. that young a man, and I mean, fuck, that's just a t- that's a yeah. shit ton of money. And and we'll and we'll get into the Damian Lillard effects of the Supermax when we get to what's next for Portland. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean now Bradley Beal is not eligible for Supermax for the Supermax, which honestly should make Washington be like, oh thank God. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Clay Thompson not eligible for the Supermax. Uh-huh. I hate that this plays such a big role, and this is and this is where I'm going to get into my 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 big rant of the section. This is my right. old man yells at clouds rant. I'm going to, okay. I see it. The following players got all NBA votes this year. Dwayne Wade got an all NBA second team vote. Wow, they really gave him a pity vote? God damn. Eric right. Gordon got an all NBA third team vote. Okay. Danilo can... Gallinari got a second team vote and three third team votes. Tobias Harris. Team vote? Shit. Tobias Harris got two third team votes. Marvin Bagley got votes. Sabonis got votes. Anthony Davis got votes. These, these, and Anthony Davis obviously deserves to be on All NBA First Team if he's actually playing, but he's not, so he didn't deserve did to D- get anything. Did my boy D'Angelo get any votes? D'Angelo got two second place votes, or two okay. third place votes, two third the, place votes. Excuse me. The more I think about it, man, I don't know. I think D'Angelo and Kyrie Irving. If we're talking All NBA teams. This is just me being almost devil's advocate with myself while also being a Brooklyn stan. 
statistically, D'Angelo and Kyrie had had damn similar years, and That's D'Angelo got his team. That's not true. They had similar years. They had similar years. Look at the stats. Look at the stats. I mean, I'm just, okay. I'm not okay. saying let that. Me, I, let me let me let me let me pull these up here. <laughs> Because uh, I think you're wrong. So D'Angelo Russell this year, D'Angelo Russell this year averaged 21 points a game, uh, four rebounds, seven assists, and he shot 43% from the field, uh, 37 from three point, and 78% from the free throw line. And he was a good teammate. That's true. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving this year. 24 points a game, seven assists, five rebounds, and then he shot 49, 41, 88. Well, here's the thing. D'Angelo actually was like, he was liked by fans. You know, that's he, true. No, no, only, that's only one more D'Angelo, shot. Kyrie D'Angelo, only made one more shot than him per game. But on much better efficiency. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like, I mean, D'Angelo had to take more shots than Kyrie did. Because Kyrie, you know, he's got Terry Rozier on his team. You got to get get Terry Rozier can bull. You got to give. <laughs> uh, let <laughs> me see how many shots they. Let me see I could have. I could have resist doing a Stephen A. impression on Terry Rozier real quick, but uh, uh, Kyrie Irving took nineteen <laughs> shots a game. D'Angelo Russell took. It's like more than nineteen. D'Angelo Russell took eighteen and a half. Kyrie Irving took more shots by Man, half a shot. Seriously. Man, all right, all right, all right, all right. I didn't say Kyrie. I didn't say I thought Kyrie wasn't more deserving. I do think he's a little now, more deserving. Now, anyway, anyway closer, though, I don't think, I don't think either of them. I don't think either of them were deserving. Uh-huh. But, but yeah. So my my problem with the All NBA teams is they they decide contracts, and I don't like people wasting votes on Dwayne Wade and Tobias Harris and Anthony Davis. Like, take your job seriously. I agree. Like, like, like why did Marvin Bagley get a vote? He was he was good this year, you know. He's actually not a bad rapper, you know. He's better than like the other NBA rappers, you know. Maybe someone's heard his song, you know, really pouring his heart out on the record. They're like, all right, I'm gonna give my man all be all NBA vote. So, so the next topic, we want to get, the next topic, we <laughs> want to get. Not, to, just gonna so. ignore that. <laughs> yeah, I am. The next topic we're gonna get to is the Western Conference Finals and what happened there. Do it. So, Golden State swept the Blazers. Um. Yeah, it, and it really was not – somehow the series was not that competitive, even though the Blazers had 17-point leads in, like, three out of the four games. Yes. So that is a problem, obviously, for the Blazers. Um, they got killed every third quarter. It was a mess. Dam- and, and Damian Lillard got hurt in game two, uh-huh. and that was bad for him, obviously. But Golden State looked like fun Golden State again. Watching Uh this series, what did you think about how Golden State was playing? I mean, obviously they played great, but I think that that's obviously a very, very... (laughs) That was no analysis right there. Um, (laughs) You know, there was was a rejuvenation. You know, they looked like they were straight from a facial. You know, they went to the massage parlor. They got a, you know, they got a nice, uh, some nice pampering. And they just, they looked like they just come back from vacation on like the first day of work. You know, they looked, they looked completely rejuvenated. But um, I think it's, it's what makes a series, what made this, what makes this series interesting thinking about it, I think is, is Draymond Green for me. Yeah. Draymond came the hell back. 
he came back. I didn't know Draymond still had this type of basketball in him. Oh, me neither. I don't think anyone. I don't think did Draymond know. Uh, it just <laughs> it's and okay. Before before I say anything else, the the Warriors are a better team with Kevin Durant. Yes, uh, I fully believe that that they uh-huh. with Kevin Durant are a better NBA team. Mm-hmm. That being said, they play much more together without him. Uh-huh. I mean, Draymond Green, Draymond Green in Game Two, sixteen, ten, seven, and five and five blocks. Mm-hmm. I had no idea Draymond Green was still capable of that. He looked athletic. He was he was moving all around the court. He was he, I mean his defense looked like defensive player of the year Draymond. Mm-hmm. He was flying around the court. He looked he looked lighter. He looked just more free. And because he was getting the ball in the high post and creating their offense and running the pick and roll with Curry and stuff instead of having KD do it, he was involved. And having Draymond involved for the entire games was huge for them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Draymond Green this series was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I mean, you you made the joke before. The real winner of of this series was Draymond Green's agent. Game yes. three, Dra- game three, Draymond twenty points, thirteen uh, thirteen rebounds, twelve assists, four steals. Mm-hmm. Game four, Draymond had eighteen points, fourteen rebounds, eleven assists. Uh, three steals, two blocks. I didn't know Draymond could still do this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it as it is. I I watched him play this year, and I watched how he shot, and I watched, and and I just I couldn't. I just I looked at him, and I was like, this guy isn't great anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year he averaged seven points a game, and he shot twenty eight percent from three point. Yeah, I don't think I was uh, unreasonable in thinking that. <laughs> I just thought. <laughs> I think the only bigger winner than uh, than Draymond's agent in the NBA playoffs is Michael Carter Williams' agent. <laughs> what? Well, no, oh yeah, yeah Michael, true. he doesn't now. He has doesn't have to if he wants to meet with his client next year. He doesn't have to take a flight to Indonesia. <laughs> he has, he could just take a bus to a D League city. Honestly, honestly, DJ Augustine <laughs> too. It's time to get on the Peter Pan. <laughs> go to go to um, Fort Fort Wayne Falls or whatever the whatever that is. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so the problem the problem with the Warriors is. Durant is definitely missing game one. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to miss game two, I'd guess. So let's say, so the Warriors are currently on, I believe, a seven-game win streak since he went down. Mm-hmm. Six-game win streak, excuse me. Let's say they're up 2-0 in the series. They're now on an eight-game win streak. Durant's like, hey, guys, I can come back now. Not fan. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. If you're Steph Curry, if you're Draymond Green, what are you saying? Because Steph Curry has been unbelievable. Lights out. I mean, he's he's been he's been putting up stats. I mean, he just scored the most amount of points ever in a, ever in a sweep. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't like he's on another level right now. Mm-hmm. And Clay is doing his thing too. Also, I just want to say to to, to the, what's the, the the fat ball guy on ESPN? What's his name? Seth Seth Greenberg, that guy. That guy had the audacity to call Clay Thompson a role player a few yeah. weeks ago. He called him a role player. Are you sure he didn't mean? Are you sure he didn't mean like with Durant there, he's being treated as if he's a role player? 
I, I don't know, honestly. I can't. I don't remember the context exactly. But it, it, okay, if he, I, I can understand what he was saying if he's if, if that was the context. But if not, oh 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 oh, don't get me started. Clay Thompson can still he can still play. And also in the series, like you know, w- w- you know, going off of what you said as far as the team, you know, playing more together and whatnot. I mean, you feel like Quinn Cook had a few, had some good minutes. You know, uh, yeah, McKinney played well. Uh, my man, uh, I, my man, Jonas Jerebko, the guy I picked as their X Factor, had yeah, a few the, minutes uh, here and there. What do they call him? The the, the Swedish, Swedish uh, Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were right, bro. You were right about the X Factor. But getting back to what you said about KD returning, um, I think that there's no point in playing KD unless the Raptors won Game One. If the Raptors, if the Raptors don't win Game One of this series, not winning it, they have yeah. to win Game One at home. They have to win it. I can't, yeah. I can't. We're gonna get to. We're gonna and we're gonna get into this later when we do our finals picks. But we'll get. If, yeah, we'll get to the finals preview. If, the, if it's too over, the series is done. Like, don't even like. So, pack, like, the shit is over. So it's what? Over. What are, Clean what out are, your lockers, Toronto. Kawhi, you can get your house. You're gonna move, move completely into San Diego or wherever you live in Southern California. Like, the series is over. What has to happen for Kawhi to stay in Toronto? Uh. I think he's gone regardless. It, there's, it, it doesn't, I know, even if they win a chip, like, what does it matter? It's like, that's actually even more, all, if they win the world, if they win the finals, that's all the more reason for him to leave. It's like, okay, Toronto, here's the championship. You're welcome. And yeah. goes to the Clippers. I'll win one for the Clippers. It's like, I, I don't, I just don't see him staying. It doesn't, it, it, I just don't. Same. Uh-huh. Same. Now, what have you thought about Kevon Looney? Oh, boy. Um, no, Looney's played well. He's played he's been, well this he's year. He's been fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, not this year, but you know, even even this though he year. hasn't been bad this year, but especially especially lately, you know, he's been very good. But I uh, actually, honestly, if we're talking about winners of the playoffs, agent wise, Kevon Looney is definitely right b- below uh, Michael Carter Williams and Draymond Green, his agent, as far as somebody's gonna really overpay Looney. And we were actually talking about this via text on the ma- on the max money we would pay Looney. As far mm-hmm. as here's the thing. Like he, like I said, he's been good, and this is coming from I wouldn't call myself a Kevon Looney detractor. I'm a Kevon Looney skeptic, but <laughs> there's just okay. Like I don't know. Like Ed Davis makes how much? I'd rather have Ed Davis. I'd rather have Mike Scott. I don't know. I just, no, like, no, just, no. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mike, my man Mike Scott. What of I, my... I completely <laughs> disagree. Kevon Looney is playing 30 minutes a game in the Western Conference Finals. Mike Scott was unplayable in the Eastern Conference semifinals. I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I still, <laughs> I still own a lot of, I, I own a villa on the island of Mike Scott. <laughs> still. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we were talking about about Kevon Looney and how much we'd pay him. I'd personally go up to around eight or nine million. I thought you said like ten. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to ten. Oh, I thought you said ten. I don't think. I don't think ten would be that bad. The, the ten wouldn't be atrocious. Kevon Looney. What's interesting about him? What, you think it would be atrocious? I said. It, I said it wouldn't be atrocious. Okay. Something like twelve or thirteen million. I think would be atrocious, and I think okay. that he could definitely get that. Yeah, and and the reason is is because Kevon Looney is a fantastic defender. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's funny because you you watch the uh, you watch the finals and and Marv Albert is like, he's got Kevon Looney in a switch. This is a mismatch. It's like you realize that Kevon Looney is really good at staying in front of guards. Mm-hmm. And and there's not a lot of. Here's here's why I think he should get a lot of money 
and why I would at least take the gamble, maybe, if I'm a team that believes that, like, all we need is a backup big, and then we're there. Okay. How many guys are available that are capable of playing 30 minutes off the bench in a conference finals game? Yeah, not not too many. I'll give you that. Not and too that's, many. And that's huge. He has experience. You know that he's capable of playing in those moments. You know that he's not going to be afraid of those moments. And we were talking about Festus Azili earlier uh, before we started recording. Festus Azili came into the NBA Finals a few years back and was terrified. Uh-huh. You know, you know, when you watch Kevon Looney, he's not afraid. And there is uh-huh. something to count for that. I'll give you that. Here's the thing. Well, I'll give you that. But at the same time, you know who also did not look afraid at all whatsoever? And I don't know if it was a conference finals game, but it was probably like a semi-conference finals game. You know he was great? Jerome James. That's fair. So I'll, <laughs> I'll agree with you to disagree. Even though I don't know. I don't think Kevon Looney, especially, you know, if, if he got like four years, 40 million, I wouldn't. Think I, I wouldn't say the, the world's going to end. Well, four year deals would be a lot for him. I, I would give it, him a, it would I'd be a lot. A it would be too much. It would be a bad contract, but it wouldn't be just like uh, abhorrent. But no, you know, no. it, it, if I could get Kevon Looney for like six million, seven million dollars a year, I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so let's let's get into what comes next for Portland because mm-hmm. oh, sorry, just quick final thoughts on on Golden State. They. Yeah. They looked they looked really good against Portland, and Portland was playing um, without without like uh, Damian Lillard at full strength, and obviously they're not a typical Western Conference Finals matchup. Uh-huh. But they also looked damn good against the Rockets. Uh-huh. And as a basketball fan, it was fun watching them play without Durant. I agree with it. It's still it's still kind of it's it's just weird at this point. I I feel like there's so much. For me and the Warriors, because I was actually, I, I don't, I don't want to say I was a Warriors fan, but I, I very much enjoyed watching the Warriors play before Durant came there. But now, honestly, it's like a, it's like an ex girlfriend where you like get back together, but like you've each cheated on each other like four times. There's just way too much history <laughs> there, and I can't, I just can't really associate myself with watching the Warriors any, anymore after this whole Durant. Yeah, thing. I, I feel, I feel bad about it because, like I said. But I am. I do enjoy like watching good basketball, like you do. But man, it's just I, I don't really know what to do at this point. So, so let's talk Portland mm-hmm. because they're they're an interesting team here. Very interesting. Lillard and McCollum are locked up for the next few years. Mm-hmm. Although it sounds like Lillard is going to sign a four-year supermax extension for a hundred and ninety-one million dollars. If and and again. That is a lot of money. Damian Lillard is going to get overpaid. Yes. If you're Portland, you have to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. I I believe fully that Damian Lillard is too important to this team. You sign him, you pay him, you deal with the fact that he's overpaid later. You just you, you have to make sure he's there. Also, he's someone who who is look he who looks at it, it's not easy to find players who look at things over the long term and he loves this fan base and he loves this city and that's something you really have to take into account here. Yep. And and so McCollum is also under contract for a few more years. I would not trade him. I was on the trade McCollum, I don't want to say bandwagon, but I was I was close. I I was over there in in the past yeah. and I have been over there in the past, but after this playoffs, I think I think you keep them together. Keep them yeah. together for a few more years, run it back. 
Although I would with love those, to see McCollum. I, I would love to see McCollum as a first scoring option. I agree. And this is this is a trade that I uh, I heard on the Bill Simmons podcast that I want to talk quickly. Uh-huh. Who says no? Ben Simmons versus CJ McCollum. I think Portland says no. Uh, that's where I was leaning too, but it feels weird to say that. Portland says no. Why do I want another guy who needs the ball in his hands? I'd rather that's, just give the ball to yeah. Lillard and have McCollum play off ball. I, I would yeah. say hell no if I'm Portland. Yeah, it's just crazy. Oh yes, because... if I'm Philadelphia, I'm like yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm t- I'm taking that. <laughs> so 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 next year moment. no consultations next... with my staff fuck my staff they can get fired i'm taking next... that in the moment next year next year evan turner is making 18 and a half million dollars but it's the final year of his contract okay that's not that's not terrible um the fact that it's the final year of his contract maybe it's you can use that piece as an expiring deal to get uh to get a trade done but evan turner was decent in the playoffs you, you, if you're Terry, if you're Terry Stotts, who just got a contract extension, you, you look, you look at your roster, you look down the bench, and you go, man, how many guys can I count on to not screw up, in a in a in a conference finals game or a or a semifinals game? And Evan Turner was one of them. Uh-huh. Nurkic, twelve million dollars next year, twelve million the year after that, partially guaranteed, twelve million the year after that. Good contract. What a great contract if he's healthy. Really, seriously. Next year, still Harkless. Only twenty-four. He's still twenty-four. I know it's crazy. Jesus. Next year, Harkless making eleven and a half million. Here's the thing: Queens, Queens represent. St. John's represent. I love you. I love you, Queens. But Mo Harkless. I'm also. Here's the thing: I've been on the Mo Harkless bandwagon for a considerable amount of time. But two years ago, I sold all my stakes in in, in Mo Harkless and. Mm. Uh, Eleven million dollars for him next year, like ooh, ooh. That's all I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, he's he's a fantastic defender. Uh-huh. One of one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. If I am Portland, I'm trying to do Mo Harkless to Denver for Will Barton. I like that uh, very much. I think that would work for both teams. But anyway, um, next year Myers Leonard. $11 million last year of his contract. Could maybe Ooh. trade that as an expiring asset. Although he was good in the last game of the playoffs. That, don't, don't, don't justify Myers. I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Aminu is a free agent. Big piece of their team. Uh-huh. Zach Collins, though, could probably be the one to step in. Because Zach Collins, you know I like Zach Collins. Yes, I know. Uh, Rodney Hood, free agent. Seth Curry, like free agent. Zach Collins looks like a contestant on The Bachelorette. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> just but, but anyway, anyway, you if know it's true, you're, Will. You know it's true. If you're if you're Portland, because I want to I want to get on to the Eastern Conference Finals here. If you're Portland, what do you? What's next for you? If you're if you're if you're Neil if you're Neil Ashay, what are you doing? You gotta. It, it, it's. I think first of all, you have to to figure out what Nurkic's timeline is. I think that's actually the to, to, for first things first. That's what you got to figure out with that with, with that as far as whether do we need another backup big man as far as to to play with Zach Collins again. Mm-hmm. Um, but r- regardless, the the best case scenario for Portland is they're able to package their expirings to get someone who's making about. Uh, I don't know, $22, 23000000 million a year. I don't really know who that guy is. I don't know if they have the pieces to get it done. But also with um, 
I don't want to call Rodney Hood an important piece of their team, but you know, he 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 won them a playoff series. Seth Curry, I like Seth Curry. Jake yep. Lehman was good this year at at many times. Um, and Cantor, my man, Sean Marks. Let's let's get it done, Sean Marks. Really? Uh, Come on. A, uh, hell yes. Did you see how bad we got beat inside? Did you watch Enos Cantor during the playoffs against? Any team that wasn't uh, OKC? So what? Enos Cantor can't play. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the regular season, Enos Cantor isn't just going to play like five games straight against the Golden State Warriors. So I'm not really worried about that. Okay, so, well, in, ter- in terms of so building a championship contender, I wouldn't sign him. Oh, come on. Enos Cantor, if you can get him, if... Well, I mean, what's the what's the max you would pay for Enos Cantor? Uh, minimum? What? No, I'm kidding. I'd, I'd, I'd go. I'd go. I'd go up to five million. I'd go up to if I could get Cantor on my team for eight million a year. I'd be extremely happy for. It. I'd rather, rather have him. Than, would you rather would, have Cantor or Looney? Cantor, easy. Looney, easy. Easy. <laughs> Come on, I'm going Looney, to Cantor. Easy way. You know, shouts out to Turkey. Shouts out to everybody celebrating Ramadan, fasting. My man, Cantor. Anyway, anyway, getting back to it. There's a lot of low cost, but of of importance pieces on the on the bench. So it's gonna be up to Olsi to get some things done, move some contracts around, but still yeah, get the I think, at the same time. I think that for them you I think that for them Harkless has some trade value if you want to try to get someone for him. Uh, I think that Leonard might have trade value if you package him with someone like Gary Trent or just someone that's like, okay, maybe he's not like a part of our future, but he's got potential, so let's see what we can get for him. Just something like that. I don't think anyone wants Labissier. He's still got potential. He's only twenty three. I don't. I don't like him. All right. Come on, man. I. 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 The problem with Scalabissier is I genuinely can't tell you what his NBA skill is. I can't either, but I don't know. He shows flashes. Like he's a decent rebounder. He's a. I guess he's got a little bit of three-point range, maybe, but I don't know. I just... I like. I have weird small likings for like random players. Yeah, like I know. Eric Moreland. And that brings us to the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, but la- last, last, <laughs> last, thing, last thing I want to say on Portland, um, Afrini Simons, I think, is going to take a jump for them next year. Still, you, Jesus. You, 19. He's, he's 19 years old. He didn't have a great year this year, but he wasn't really asked to do anything. But here, here, here's here's what's interesting about him. Their very last game of the year, uh-huh. he played the full 48 minutes. He scored 37 points, hit seven three-pointers. He, he was dishing the ball well. He wasn't turning it over. It was against Sacramento. I just I like I like Afrini Simons. I remember I said in the draft last year that he was one of the he was one of my guys that if I'm a contender I'm taking and stashing. I agree. And I think that if he doesn't if if he doesn't show up next year, then he'll at least show enough to warrant some trade value. I agree. He's the American Bruno Caboclo. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. but I think that with a lot more potential. <laughs> All right. All right. Next series I want to get to Milwaukee Portland. Or sorry, excuse me, Milwaukee Toronto. Mm-hmm. Not Portland, Milwaukee, Toronto. The fun series. This series did not go as I thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And same with you. Yes, I, I hundred percent. I had uh, Milwaukee in seven, I believe. Yeah, I believe I believe I said Milwaukee in six. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was surprised. 
let me get I you. Would, let me let me just let me just take take control of this real quick to sure. tell you that this is your time. The floor is yours for Mike Budenholzer. Can't make adjustments. Let's Thank do it. You. Let's okay. Hear it. So when I picked Boston <laughs> against Milwaukee, a lot of people gave me shit. Uh-huh. Including apparently, me. Apparently deservingly <laughs> so because they lost in five. Okay. But the reason was is because I looked at Milwaukee and I said, who are the guys that I trust on their roster? And I didn't love a lot of their guys. I'm like – I looked at them and I was like, can I trust Eric Bledsoe? No. Can I trust, can I trust Mike Budenholzer? No. And the reason I didn't trust Mike Boonholzer is because Mike Boonholzer, again and again in his basketball coaching career, has struggled to make adjustments in the playoffs. And in addition, in addition, I didn't have faith in guys like Pat Connaughton and George Hill to to be able to consistently hit shots against my team. But at the same time, in order to beat the Celtics, all you need is Chris Middleton. And four other guys on the court. Oh so. my god! And, and 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 again against the Celtics, Chris Middleton turns into Boston or turns into 90, 96, 1996 Michael Jordan. It's incredible. <laughs> I just, but but you, but you agree? Yes, it's, it's like insane. how much? It's I've it's never in, seen it. It's incredible. I mean, okay, I'm gonna pick a random game here. It's, uh, like, okay, having this, the, it's like having the difficulty sliders on rookie. NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna pick a random. Okay, I just picked a random game. Game two, where where um where who was this? Uh, Milwaukee beat Toronto. Uh-huh. Chris Middleton five for eight. Eight total shot attempts. He hit eight threes a game against the Celtics. Uh huh. It's just there's so much that there's so many reasons why I didn't like Milwaukee going into that Boston series, but the biggest reason was Budenholzer. And then, and then I talked myself into him going into the Toronto series. I was like, well, Bledsoe wasn't that bad. Um, George Hill, uh, Pat Connaughton, they all hit shots against Boston. You know what? I think that they're going to be good. I think they're going to beat Toronto. And I overlooked everything that I had said against Boston. And sure enough, everything I said about Milwaukee against Boston was correct, but only I picked the wrong team. <laughs> That's fair, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, so here, here's here's a few problems I had with with this series. Why? Okay, so Toronto kept going small against uh-huh. against the uh, the Bucks. Uh-huh. So, what did Mike Boonholzer do? Well, let's play more small guys who sucked this series. Yep. Giannis basically what 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 Toronto did is they did they had the exact same almost the exact same game plan defensively that the Celtics had which was Giannis drives everyone collapse and force everyone else to hit shots only the Eric, difference no one hit shots Eric Bledsoe please take shots please you can so, have any shot you want Eric Bledsoe it's it's all <laughs> so please so this, take shots so this this was game this was game 3 against uh-huh. the Celtics uh-huh George Hill, 9 for 12. Pat Connaughton, 5 for 11. Now let's just pick a random game against Toronto. Let's go with game 5. Uh, let's see. George Hill, 5 for 8. Pat Connaughton, 1 for 1. Not bad, but they're not like just hitting shots, you know? Uh-huh. 
And Chris Middleton, two for nine that game. Eric Bledsoe, two for seven from three points. All of their guys suddenly just started missing and missing and missing. Uh-huh. And this is and this is this is why I didn't like them going into the series, and I talked myself into it, and I'm pissed off about that. But okay. <laughs> but but Bud Bud had a chance to. Okay, you want to go small? We'll just go big and play and play Giannis at point guard. He didn't do that. He he had opportunities to take advantage. Also, who was hitting shots for for uh, Toronto? Uh huh. And this is where the most crazy stat of the entire playoffs comes in. Okay. Fred Van Vliet. Fred, sorry, Fred Van Vliet over his last three games. Do you know what he shot from three point? He only missed a few of those motherfuckers. That's all I know. He shot 14 <laughs> of 17 from three point in his <laughs> last three games. Just what I thought. All my Fred Van Vliet stock had no more value in it. Seriously. Boy. <laughs> in the fourth quarter of game six, where Toronto went into the fourth quarter, or sorry, Milwaukee went into the fourth quarter against Toronto up by nine. Uh-huh. This was their fourth quarter stats. Chris Middleton, 0 for 2. Giannis, 1 for 5. Brogdon, 0 for 1. Bledsoe, 0 for 0. George Hill, 2 for 5. Ilyasova, 1 for 5. Brooke Lopez, 4 for 5. Uh-huh. Brooke Lopez. So the non-Bucks in the fourth quarter of that game scored 7 points. Or so the non-Brooke Lopez Bucks scored 7 points. Uh-huh. Shout out to Brooke Lopez, man. I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I love you, Brooke Lopez. Oh my god. I just I can't I just I can't believe everything that happened that series. I really I really am surprised at the outcome. Me too. Especially like here's the thing. I was rooting for the Bucks in this series. Same. Despite me and, and I was rooting for the Raptors last series. Don't oh don't get it don't get it twisted. Ben Simmons I know, can't I know. make a jump shot trying to talk spicy. Joel Embiid, sit your ass down, get some tissues to wipe, wipe away your tears, Joel Embiid. Anyway, um, I, I was no definitely... I was, with that. <laughs> I'd rather I'm have sorry. a player cry after a loss and not care like Kyrie. No, I'm cool with it. Just like, I, here's the thing, like, Joel Embiid likes to shit talk Brooklyn, so, you know, I, I enjoy seeing Joel Embiid suffer. Um, right, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, like, I was running for the Bucks in the series because I thought they had, they had a better chance to beat the Warriors. And I remember you actually told me that you thought that they could beat the Warriors. I did. And the thing with the the Raptors that makes it that makes it worse to me that the Bucks did lose to this Raptors team is just like I feel like if you've seen the Wolf of Wall Street, will of course, like the final scene, he's like, "Sell me this pen, you yep. know, sell me sell me this pen." Will sell me the Raptors? Who should I trust on this team that isn't Kawhi Leonard? Like, who should I trust? Marcus Appar- Saul takes like three shots a game at this point. Apparently, Fred Van Vliet. Okay, he's been good in three games this entire playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, trying to but, I'm unselling you, Fred Vitt, please. <laughs> but that's 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 the, that's the problem that I agree with. Exactly. Yes. I don't love their team. Uh-huh. I don't. I I just you you look at them. You look at them. Also, it, it's hysterical that Kawhi Leonard is already like the best Raptor of all time. Yes. Uh, T Mac. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But but you but you look against the Bucks, and Kyle Lowry played pretty damn well. 
Mm-hmm. Which is not something I thought was going to happen. Siakam, total deer in the headlights, but whatever. That's an under... Siakam's looked like about to shit in his pants for the last, like, 8-10 games of the playoffs. But he's been, he, he's been good defensively. Ever since, like, game six, I think, against, uh, against Philly. Like, yeah, he's been good defensively, but, like, shooting threes, especially in the fourth quarter, he looks petrified. Jesus. Just so, so all, on, the, <laughs> on the Raptors, on the Raptors, I trust Kawhi. I trust Kyle Lowry. I trust Danny Green. Mm-hmm. I trust Ibaka. I, I semi-trust Ibaka. I trust Ibaka because he's been there before on this team, but Ibaka is still very prone to just having like a what-is-he-doing game. And yeah. that's the thing with Kyle Lowry. I don't trust him either. Kyle Lowry, is, is, it's, it seems it's 50-50 in the playoffs usually. Well, Kyle, Kyle, Will he shit the not? Kyle Lowry isn't always only about scoring. Kyle Lowry is about energy and about defense, and he's going to give you that. I agree with that. Um, but the the best lineup that Milwaukee, sorry Toronto can run against Golden State, and actually let's just let's just go right into our finals preview. All right. Although, do we want to talk what's next for Milwaukee? Let's do that. Let's do our finals preview and then do Milwaukee after. Okay. Wrap it up. So. So against Golden State, especially if Durant is missing a few games, uh-huh. I think Golden State wins this series regardless. Yes. But if Durant is coming back, isn't, isn't there, I think they split the games that Durant is not there. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let, sorry, let me rephrase that. I think they, I, can I, I, that's not what I meant. I, th- I meant to say, I think they split the games where Durant is there. Uh, okay. So I think that as long as Kevin Durant is not there, Golden State is going to continue to play with this fire and this edge that's just like, we don't need him, blah, 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 and they're going to, they're, they'll win. This is, this is going to sound like an ESPN first take question, but, and I don't really know the answer to this question. I know the answer to this question, but how does the series get affected by if Boogie returns game one and actually plays a few minutes game one? Uh, he'll, he'll be rusty. I, I'm, if I'm Toronto, please play Boogie, Steve Kerr. Please, please, yep. please, yeah. please. I mean, I mean, all season long, all season long, he, Boogie really struggled in defending pick and rolls. Uh-huh. And a slightly injured Boogie isn't going to be much better. Uh-huh. Uh, so if I'm Toronto, I'm kind of hoping he comes back. Oh, I'm praying he I, comes back. I'd I'm, rather play against him than Looney. Yeah, I'm more afraid of Looney right now than, than Cousins until Cousins shows, like, hey, I'm DeMarcus Cousins. I agree. Uh, because cause at least you know that Kevon Looney is going to be a high-energy guy. And that kind of segues into, like, what, what I, into my, like, thing about the series is just, like, I love the Raptors' defensive matchups for the most part against Golden State as far as having two yeah. so long guys like Siakam and Leonard. You've got Ibaka. Gasol can play D, obviously. Danny yep. Green's been there before. Kyle Lowry yeah. hustles, plays defense. But other than, like I, like I said earlier, I just I don't know who I trust to score that isn't Kawhi. And that's, yeah, I that's think, the problem. That's what, defense, that, this, that's, that's what this series depends on. Defensively, Toronto matches up really well. Yes. Uh, Kawhi or Siakam on KD and, and have the other one on Draymond. Probably Kawhi on KD, Siakam on Draymond. Uh-huh. Danny Green on Clay Thompson, Kyle Lowry on Steph Curry. None of those are matchups that I feel are, are matchups that I feel like are man, Milwaukee or Toronto's gonna get smoked in that matchup. Yes. Uh the only problem is 
is when someone like Iggy comes in. Who is that other guy? It's not going to be Marcus Saul. Maybe Abaka on Draymond, but I don't love that. Yeah, that's that's the tough part. Norman Powell time. Oh God. <laughs> um, oh Norman Norman Powell actually actually has been all right. He had a, he had a nice game six. Uh, but yeah, I I just I feel like I feel like this series is. It's going to be competitive games, but I think that Golden State wins. I agree. I think I think that I could see Golden State winning in five and having every game be within ten points. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I can see. Also, just, this, I'm probably going to pick Golden State in six out of respect for Kawhi Leonard. Out of that, respect that, that for would, Kawhi Leonard. Golden but State. If in this six, is a sweep, I'm not surprised. Yeah, Golden State in six is my is my exact prediction. But I think. I think that they could. I think that they'll. they'll man, maybe. Maybe I am changing it to Golden State in five. But I, I'm going to go Golden State in six, just because Kawhi is that good. Uh-huh. I, I just the problem is I think that all these games are going to be close. And if you are Nick Nurse, you look down your bench. You're running. You're running a play. Your team is down three with with ten seconds left. You're not. You're not loving your options. Linsanity time. Oh God! <laughs> okay, Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Let me just say something real quick. Sure. Jeremy Lin needs to bring back the braids. I thought that was like I thought originally. I thought it was going to be like some bad like cultural appropriation type of shit. Here's the thing: Jeremy Lin looks like kind of damn good with braids. He looks better than it looks better than that than just like the regular uh, whatever. I'm surprised at how bad Jeremy Lin has been on the Raptors. Me too. He was he and also um. Kind of like Pau Gasol when the Bucks picked him up. I was like, okay, I like this pickup. I yeah. like this pickup, and I, yeah, he's just a zero. Yeah, I just I, I feel like with Jeremy Lin, I when they signed him, I thought that he because he was he was good on Atlanta this year. Yes, I was like, good, he's going to be able to contribute. He's going to be able to give him some some quality minutes, but he's he's not playing at all. I just I'm su- I'm surprised at how uh, about how he's been playing. The ghost of Jody Meeks has played more minutes this playoffs than Jeremy Lin. Jody it's Meeks is at least a good three point shooter. Disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean jo- Jody Meeks has stretches where he's decent, he's playable, but then he's also reverts to just Jody Meeks at points. You remember it's Jody Meeks anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so honestly, I wouldn't hate it if the Raptors are down like thirteen. Just kind of a ho hum game at home. Throw in Lynn. See what happens. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm rooting for Toronto. Of course, of course, everybody is. So if you're Golden State, when do you bring back KD? Uh, it I say the first the first two games is what it depends on. It's what it is. If it's a split first two games, bring back KD. I don't bring him back until you're down in the series. Ooh. Actually, I don't know. You might be right. I might actually, I might agree with you on this even, one. Even even a split going back to Golden State, I still wouldn't bring him back. Yeah, after game three. Game three is what, may, if, if it's 2-1, I say bring it, if 2-1 Raptors, bring him back. If not, have fun, KD, in New York. You can you can get, yeah. a, get a jump start on your plane to New York. Yeah, I, 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 still just, think, I still think it's insane that he's going, if he's probably going to the Knicks. I think it's insane. It's insane. I've never seen anything like this. Well... Do you I, want? I, do you need the public to lo- to love you that much, Katie? You know, maybe you should just like I don't know, embrace being the villain more. You know, 
It's like Tony Montana, you know, say hello to the bad guy. You're never gonna see a bad guy like this again, man. So you know, just, <laughs> just, just, just be the biggest NBA villain ever. Why not? Don't don't go to James Dolan. Come on, come on, KD. So let's. So 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 how how what does Toronto have to do to win this series? Um. They need they need consistent production out of a secondary scorer, and they need Marcus Saul to take more than three shots. Marcus Saul took more than three shots. Not in Game Seven, he didn't. Took three shots in Game Seven. Two of them were three pointers that he made. It went to Game Six, not Game Seven. Not oh, Game Six. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay, but earlier that series, he he played pretty well. Yeah, I need to, I need Mar- Marcus Saul to put in ten shots a game, and I need Siakam to. Just I don't know, like I don't, just make in it- order in order for Toronto to win this series, I think that that their absolute biggest X factor is what happens with Siakam. Yes, because if Siakam returns to regular season, twenty points a game, good shooting Siakam, I think that, I think that Toronto at least has a has a fighting chance. I I completely agree, but if it all just- it all comes down to Siakam. He has to be able to to take the load off Kawhi a little bit. Yes. Because I, think, I, think, I think that Lowry is going to give... He might, he might not shoot the best, but you know exactly what you're getting out of him. You're going to get the playmaking. You're going to get the defense. You're going to get you're going to get the Marcus Smart diving, uh, diving for every single loose ball. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, that's almost more valuable than him shooting, making two more shots a game. No, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. So, so I like Kyle Lowry a lot. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry is literally just... Is just all star Marcus Smart. It's, a, it's an interesting comparison. I didn't make that comparison before. I like it though. Uh, but yeah, but I think I think for for Toronto, it's still rather of Marcus Smart, by the way. But that's fair. Yeah. I need, I just need a little more fuck you from Kyle Lowry if we're comparing it to Marcus Smart. I would I like, would rather I would rather have Kyle Lowry, but like Marcus Smart would slap you in a fight. He's Mike Marcus Smart might bite you in a fight. I, I think a Kyle Lowry would fuck someone up in a fight. I, I don't. Yeah, he might. I don't know. You can't under you can't underestimate the dad bod sometimes. You know. Yeah. You gotta, but but yeah, they need they need more consistent Siakam. They need to make sure that Kawhi Leonard isn't single handedly carrying their team. Uh-huh. And they need a and they need a vintage Danny Green finals appearance. Yes. 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 Uh, because Danny Wait. Green Danny Green had a pretty up and down playoffs and recently a lot more down. Yes. And I like Danny Green a lot. It's having that championship experience is very valuable. Mm-hmm. So I think that for for Danny Green, he has to be he has to be hitting about forty three percent of his three pointers. I agree. So if you all do those a... things, if all those things break, then I think that Toronto has a chance. I agree. All right, so you want to do a quick what's next for the Bucks and then call it a wrap? Perfect. So what's next for the Bucks? Their salary cap is pretty interesting. Yes. And they're in a tough spot. Let's say, let's say that you are who, who's their GM? Is this still John Hammond? Yes. No, he's in he's in Orlando now. Uh, who is their who's their general manager? Anyway, it, let's say actually I'm going to Google it right now. John Horst. Okay. Let's say let's say you're John Horst. What are you doing this off season? It's 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 a bizarre situation. Especially when Tony Snell, whatever happened to him, I don't know. He might be, he might be on an island somewhere. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's on an island now, but he might have been on an island during the season. Um, he's making eleven million dollars next year. 
it's 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 a weird situation because let's just every everybody at this point, I think we all know that Chris Middleton is resigning with the Bucks, right? Yeah, I feel like I feel like he's gonna resign. Yeah, it's it just seems most probable. I think the the thing that because obviously George Hill is gonna get uh, I forget what's it called. Uh, so George Hill has a partially guaranteed contract. Yeah. So, so so right now he's scheduled to make eighteen million. If they want, they can be like, uh, actually, we're good, and literally just cut him and only pay him one million. Which is what they will do. Let's be. Let's I be feel honest. like that's what I feel like that's what they'll do. Although he was so? pretty good this year. He was pretty good for them this year, and I think that if they start to strike out on a lot of guys, they're just going to be like, well, like we can at least just keep George Hill. $18 million for George Hill? Oh, I wouldn't do that. 43? I wouldn't do that. It's just 33? not unreasonable. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I just think that it's there's a chance that they could. Okay. Just to have that uh, consistency. Eric Bledsoe making a lot of money over the next few years. A lot of money, and a lot of money that needs to be traded, if you ask me. It's going to be hard, though, after now his stock is not looking as great right now. No, when Eric Bledsoe, uh, I, I can't, I, so I'm, I'm going to take my victory lap here on Eric okay. Bledsoe. <laughs> Do you think? I, I have, I've never been an Eric Bledsoe fan. And I remember when he signed that deal, I was like, okay, like, like, like 17, 18 million dollars for Eric Bledsoe isn't the worst, I guess. But I didn't understand their rush to do it. I would have much rather have seen how he played in the playoffs first. And I believe, and I, and I'm pretty sure I, I said this to you. I was like, honestly, I would, I would rather have a lot of other players for a little bit less. Mm-hmm. So Eric Bledsoe is is tough, but I think that he's one of the best defensive guards in the league. And you kind of just have to go with it at this point because his trade value is too low to trade. You almost have yeah. to hope he gets better on his own. Chris Middleton, I think, resigns. Miritich is a free agent, but he was. He, he, we'll see what they do with him. Tony Snell, uh, we'll see, but uh, he. I think that he'll still be on the team. Ilyasova has a few more years left. Brooke Lopez is a free agent, and that's their biggest thing: is that Brooke Lopez is a free agent, and they're not getting him for a minimum contract again. Nope. Shouts to Brooke Lopez. Get your bag. You're only 31 years old, my man. Brooke Lopez, come back to Brooklyn. Let's yeah. do it. But I think I think that having they they have a lot of young pieces that I think are very interesting to to see what happens with DJ D- Wilson, DJ Wilson and Di and DiVincenzo and Pat Connaughton actually are all under contract for next year. As is Sterling Brown. Yeah. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. I like Sterling Brown. I, mean, I, think, long- I, think, I think that those are all capable pieces. In addition, though, Malcolm Brogdon's going to be a free agent. Ooh. And he is a very interesting... There is a very fine line between overpaid and underpaid for him. What do you say that fine line is? I think that fine line is, is twelve million. Twelve million. I I think that's I think that's a good line. I think I if you're paying him, to... if you're paying him any more than twelve million, I feel like you're gonna regret it. Uh, because he, Malcolm Brogdon is what he is. He's twenty six years old. This and this is what happens when you play a lot of years in college. But yeah, he's already twenty six years old. This year he was good. He scored almost sixteen points a game. Do you want? Do you want? He shot from the free throw line this year. Was like over ninety, right? Ninety three percent. Oof. I mean, nice, I mean, he. Nice. Malcolm Brogdon was fifty forty ninety this year. Wow, it's quite nice. So Brogdon is a really good player, but this just is what he is. 
and he's not the world's greatest defender. He's not he's not very fast. He's not so I think if you sign him if you if you sign him for a four year forty eight million, that's great. I agree. Honestly, I'd, I'd maybe even go up to 13 for him. But anything more than that starts to get a little bit dicey. Here's a weird, weird question that just kind of pops into my head. Would you rather have Malcolm Brogdon or Spencer Dinwiddie? Probably Malcolm Brogdon. I'm going Dinwiddie. Yeah, that's tough. I, I, I I'm, think seeing, I, I'm seeing Dinwiddie just because, here's the thing, Brogdon's damn good, but... Dinwiddie can win you games just because he can put up like forty. Just be like ah ah ah, you know, forty yeah. points. There you go. And he and, and Brogdon can't do that. That's why I give Dinwiddie the the close edge, even though Brogdon is above him in categories. That's fair. It's just I think that that uh, that Brogdon is a little bit more in just experience. I mean, they're the same age, mm-hmm. but I think Brogdon's got a little bit more experience, and I kind of trust his judgment a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Dinwiddie is someone I would, I'd rather have him. I, I like him in the position he's in right now as a sixth man. Yeah, Brogdon's a starter. And Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie has the potential to score 40 points, but he also can shoot two for eight. I feel like, or two for 11, I feel like Brogdon is, is going to consistently give you numbers. I agree with that. Um, he's extremely consistent, especially for so, someone who's only in his, what, is this his second year in the league? Who? Brogdon. Second or third year? He's going into his fourth year. Ooh, damn. You got old um, quick. Yeah, but that, that that's what happens when you spend so many years in college. Facts, damn. No, uh, these 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 like four year guys. It really like it comes up on you. Like, yeah. How old, how old is Denzel Valentine? He's like what, like twenty seven or something? Denzel Valentine, yeah, he's he's got to be a little bit older. Denzel Valentine yeah. is is going to be twenty six next season. Oof. Yeah. My favorite, my my favorite, my favorite random. Wow, this guy is older than I thought. Guy is Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's damn old. How old is he? He'll be he'll be twenty seven next season. Oh God! And he's still crazy. on his he's still on his rookie deal. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, uh, I just wanted to. I, I, I you probably already know this, but I'm 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 amused that uh, you know who's making more money next year than either Pat Connaughton or Sterling Brown. Who's that? Almost as much as DJ Wilson, <laughs> Spencer Hawes. Oh my Bucks. God! <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Shout out to Larry Sanders also getting $1.8 million through the 2021-22 season. Also, I like how, how Larry Sanders tried to come back, and it's just, like, not happening. How many times did he try to come back? A lot. Bad times, yeah. He's, it's a lot. All right, let's, let's wrap it up there. We'll be back very soon to give you some more NBA Finals breakdown. Yep. Um, you know, talk talk about our favorite spots in New York over the summer, of romantic course. dealings, you know, <laughs> all every, everything everything you need to know from us, the waviest NBA podcast out. Will, I'm gonna send you an other side care package very soon. I just Ooh, haven't been able to hook that, that up. Of course, of course I'll you have ve- Venmo you. <laughs> no, don't don't Venmo, it's for free. Bro, it's for oh, free. Man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking your money, bro. I'm not taking <laughs> it. I'm not taking it. <laughs> all right. Well thank thank thanks for listening. We uh we uh will be we'll See you guys next week. We'll talk about the NBA Finals. We'll talk about a few of the awards that will slowly start to come out. Mm-hmm. But really, for, for the next little bit, it's just going to be pure NBA Finals. Yep. So, we'll be, we'll, hello. Yep. You know, hope we'll, you get an NBA contract sco- soon, my guy, you know. I just felt the need to shout out Chris McCullough for some reason. Yeah, I was, I was just going to kind of ignore <laughs> that, but... But yeah, thanks thanks for listening. We'll uh, we'll we'll see you guys soon. If you enjoyed, subscribe, leave a review. We appreciate it, and we'll I'll talk to you guys later.
。で